And a fantastic Monday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us. Steven Strom here. Marlins snapped the eight-game losing streak. They beat the Colorado Rockies 3-2 in 10 innings. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. You can put an end to an eight-game losing streak in walk-off fashion and in come-from-behind fashion. The Miami Marlins are back into the win column. They secure their 26th come-from-behind victory of the season this afternoon. They put the finishing touches in the bottom of the 10th inning on their 22nd one-run victory. They have completed another walk-off for the sixth time this season. Luis arises the hero on a day in which Jesus Lazardo was magical. Unbelievable. Good stuff. Great to get back into the win column. This is the 10th inning show. I'm Kyle Seeloff. It's great to be back with you. Well, where do you start today? And I think you probably just have to start with some of the resiliency from this Marlins ball club. I, I know we continue to talk about it, folks. And I am fully understanding that things uh, have not been going all that well. You drop eight in a row. You have not been pitching well. You have not hit enough. The bullpen has been shoddy. It leads to a lot of losses. And that's been the case. But the Marlins have found a way to get themselves back into the win column with a really gutsy effort this afternoon after it nearly slipped away from him in the top of the ninth inning today. We'll start with Jesus Lazardo before we take a listen to all the highlights from this afternoon's festivities. He was nothing short of incredible. He struck out a career-high 13 this afternoon, tied a career-high with seven innings pitched, and he was just great. And a career-high 115 pitches this afternoon. If you go back to yesterday, Jesus Lazardo and Johnny Cueto, 13 innings, of starting pitching, allowing six hits, two runs, three walks, and 21 strikeouts. That is how you start winning again. They have got to get good starting pitching. They have gotten great starting pitching the last two days. It started here with Jesus Lazardo on this Sunday afternoon here at Lone Depot Park, and it's capped off by Luis Arias, who collects his first-ever walk-off victory. So, so nice to be back into the win column where the Marlins are now 54-47 and this season. Take a listen to all the highlights from this afternoon's ballgame. There was not a ton of them. There were plenty for Jesus Lazardo, just not a ton offensively, but there were certainly enough for a Marlins victory here today. The Marlins and the Rockies were scoreless through four innings this afternoon until the top of the fifth inning when Brenton Doyle, the center fielder for the Rockies, gave Colorado a 1-0 lead with nobody on base and two outs. Here's the 3-1. Doyle swings. He hits it deep right field. Sanchez is going back out of the warning track, and it's gone. Brenton Doyle has gone deep for the seventh time this season, and the Rockies lead 1-0 here in the fifth. A two-out solo shot by Brenton Doyle. Well, that 1-0 lead would last for about an inning and a half. Ty Block started this ballgame for the Colorado Rockies. He tossed three shutout innings. Connor Siebold then came on in relief. Siebold was out there in the bottom of the sixth inning for Colorado. In the bottom of the sixth inning, Nick Fortes, who had a big day, who just got done chatting with our very own Steven Strom, led off the bottom of the sixth inning with a single. That was followed by Luis Arise, who tied the game. He'll be trying to hit something right toward the second baseman. Siebold's trying to prevent him from doing it. 2-2, cracked on the line, left center field. This is trouble. Extra bases for Arise. It's going to tie the ball game. Nick Fortes is going to score. Arise will swap places with him. It's 1-1 here in the sixth. Arise out at second base with both hands up in the air, yelling at his teammates, let's go. And then after a single by Jorge Soler, sent Arise to third. 
Runners were on the corners with nobody out for Brian De La Cruz, but he struck out swinging for out number one. The next man to bat in the bottom of the sixth inning with one away was Yuli Gurriel. Three and two, the count to Gurriel. Suter comes set again, and now the pitch is in the air. Center field, fairly deep, should play to run. Doyle's on it. He comes up firing towards the plate. Here comes a rise. It's cut off by Tolia, and the Marlins have a two-to-one lead here in the sixth. Outstanding at bat by a clutch hitter. Seabold was done. Suter came in to strike out De La Cruz, and then he allowed the sacrifice fly to Yuli Gurriel. Suter had the reverse splits. He was extremely tough on right-handers. That was uh, nothing short of a great at-bat by Yuli Gurriel that gave the Marlins a 2-1 to lead in the bottom of the sixth inning. In the seventh, Lizardo went back out for the seventh inning. And uh, the first man that he saw was Randall Gritchick, who singled. He struck out Nolan Jones for the 11th strikeout of his afternoon. That was a new season high. Michael Talia then struck out looking for strikeout number 12. And then after a walk to the second baseman, Alan Trejo, Jesus Lazardo was then facing Brenton Doyle with an opportunity to make a little personal career history. They come back to their feet here at Lone Depot Park. Now the count is level at two and two. Give me that fastball. On the corners and the pitch. A swag out and miss. Strike three. It's a new career high. 13 strikeouts for Jesus Lazardo. What an afternoon for the 25-year-old left-hander. No runs. One hit, no errors. Two men left on base. Here in the top of the seventh, we're at the stretch. It's brought to you by Xfinity. An incredible day for Jesus Lazardo. Two walks, a run, four hits, seven innings, and a new career high, 13 strikeouts. A new career high with 115 pitches out there on the hill. And he tied a career high with seven innings pitch. The Miami Marlins had a 2-1 to lead going to the top of the ninth inning this afternoon. A.J. Puck was coming on, and he was looking for his 16th save of the season. Puck facing Elias Diaz. He struck him out swinging. The next man to bat was Randall Gritchick. He was battling, and he stepped back into the box in a 3-2 count. Puck looks in, likes what he sees. He comes set, belt high. The 3-2 pitch, swung on and cranked high in the air, deep to left field. This is destroyed, and this game is tied. Randall Gritchick has hit a game-tying home run here in the top of the ninth inning. It is another blown save for A.J. Puck. It's 2-2. Two and then you got a little bit nervous, folks. Uh, that was not good. And the Rockies tied it at two in the top of the ninth inning. Lawrence came on our, uh, yes. That was Justin Lawrence who came on for the Rockies in the bottom of the ninth inning. And he pitched a perfect bottom of the ninth. This was a 2-2 game going to the 10th inning this afternoon. Waskar Brazoban came on in relief of A.J. Puck to put a stop to any further damage in the ninth inning, which ultimately put the Marlins in a position to win this ballgame today. And good for Waskar Brazoban, who picks up his fourth win of the season. But Brazoban, with a ghost runner at second base, with nobody out in the top of the tenth inning, struck out Jerickson Profar. He got Ezekiel Tovar to line out sharply to Dane Myers in center field. And then after an intentional walk to Ryan McMahon, Elias Diaz flew out to right field in the top of the tenth inning, Came and gone without any excitement. Rockies leave two on in the top of the 10th. It was a 2-2 game going to the bottom of the 10th inning this afternoon. Pierce Johnson came on for the Rockies. The ghost runner at second base was Joey Wendell. The leadoff man, Jesus Sanchez, was intentionally walked. With first and second base and nobody out, 
Johnson was able to strike out Dane Myers for out number one. Now, maybe the most critical at bat in this ballgame was coming up next. It was Nick Fortes, who drew a walk, and that meant the bases were loaded in the bottom of the 10th inning. Luis Arise coming to the plate. Bud Black removed Jerickson Profar. He brought Harold Castro in as a fifth infielder. He put Brenton Doyle in left field and Nolan Jones in center field, and that left right field wide open for Luis Arise. Arise has never collected a walk-off knock. Can he do it right here? Johnson comes set, looking towards third, holding the 1-1 offering. Line drive, right field. Nobody's home. Arise with his first career walk-off. The Marlins snap an eight-game losing streak. They're into the win column for the first time in the second half in 2023. Luis Arise, the walk-off hero at Lone Depot Park today. The Marlins walk off the Rockies. They salvage a game in this series, and they win it 3-2. Well, a great effort. Just a a real great effort by the Marlins this afternoon. Sometimes, you know, it really wasn't going well today. They're in the ninth inning, right? Puck blows it, and you're thinking, oh, no, here we go again. Uh, There's no way we can lose this one. What are we going to do? Um, but you, you, you got to find ways to win, and the Marlins found a way to win. And I think uh, what Nick Fortes said, you know, understanding that they had lost a bunch of games, but their faith and their confidence in each other did not waver. They know they're a good ball club. These kind of things are going to happen. Now, you can't, you know, win this one today and you obviously lose eight in a row again, but, you know, you got it, it's got to come to an end somewhere, and it did this afternoon. And this means the Marlins can enjoy an off day tomorrow, sitting on a victory, and then they got to go try to get after it against the Tampa Bay Rays, a very good ball club. But uh, you got to win. You got to find a way to snap losing streaks, get back into the win column. The Marlins did that this afternoon. Luis Arise was phenomenal. He was three for four today because he had the sacrifice bunt there in the eighth inning. But he was three for four, a couple of singles, a couple of RBIs, and a double. thought Nick Fortes was great today, a couple of hits, and he draws the walk there in the 10th. If he doesn't draw the walk and he punches out because he came into the ballgame four for 52 in his last 20 games at the plate, they could have very easily walked Luis Arise to bring up Jorge Soler, who at that juncture of the ballgame was one for four with a couple of strikeouts and a double play grounded into back in the first inning. In fact, that's probably what Bud Black would do. Now, I'll go to Bud Black's decision there in the bottom of the 10th. I do not understand for the life of me why you would bring the extra infielder in and totally expose an open portion of the field. We have seen all season long, Luis Arias, keep in mind, a guy that came into the ball game batting 375, he can hit the ball wherever he wants, on the ground or in the air. He literally makes it look that easy, and they just left right field wide open, and he just pulled the ball out there. He's, he's that good, folks. It might sound crazy. He's that good. He can hit the baseball wherever he wants, and I certainly don't agree with that decision. Um, I said it going into that at bat. You cannot just not have a right fielder. You can bring the extra infielder in, but you know if you're just nobody's going to play right field. Luis Arise has shown that he is capable of hitting the ball line to line and foul pole to foul pole. So, thank you very much. Marlins back into the win column, and they walk off the Colorado Rockies by a final score of three to two afternoon this afternoon. Taking a look at those totals from this afternoon's ballgame. For the Rockies, two runs, seven hits, no errors, and nine men left on base. For the Marlins, three runs, seven hits, no errors, seven men left on base. The winning pitcher is Waskar Brazoban, now 4-2 and two this season. Pierce Johnson is the loser. He's 1-5. Started this ballgame at 142. Total time of game, two hours and 49 minutes. In front of 14,613 at Lone Depot Park this afternoon. That includes 217 four-legged friends. Great day for baseball. Marlins are back into the win column. They're now 54-47. and 
this season. The Rockies are 21 under at 39 and 60. Lazardo, brilliant today. Arise, incredible. Fortes was great. Brazoban, really gutsy there in the ninth and the tenth. Probably don't talk about him enough. Terrific effort with a runner at second base and nobody out in the tenth inning to take it to the bottom of the tenth inning. Still in a 2-2 game and a golden opportunity to win it. Great stuff for the Marlins today. Now on the pitching front, the Marlins punched out 16. And that means that $400 have been donated to AutoNation's Dry Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 3-2 victory over the Rockies. Uh, Skip, just take us through the emotions of, uh, of that game. Um, yeah, there's a lot of ups and downs. Um, the up, obviously, uh, started early with um, just Arias having, obviously, another unbelievable game early on. Um, you know, really good at-bats, obviously, and... I thought Dane Myers cutting off a ball in the outfield, saving a run, really um, helped us later in the game. Um, I thought, you know, that's not that doesn't show up in the box score, but that was a really good play by him cutting that ball off. Nick Fortes, ball in the dirt, read um, was a big play with Diaz, uh, as, you know, big arm behind the plate. So that was a risky play, but a really good read by him. Um, took great at bats today too. That last at bat in the ninth or tenth inning. Um, was I mean Pierce Johnson has a real curveball, so for him to have those takes was was pretty impressive. Um, but obviously the story for me was Zeus, uh, thirteen punch outs I think it was he ended up with, and um, some big moments for him. Um, felt like he really grew up today, and um, and really proud of how he attacked uh, those guys. And um, you know we needed that out of him, we needed it out of Cueto. We got some really good starts, um, so it was good to get the win today. And before we get back to Zeus, um, just Luis Arise, they bring five guys in, they leave all of right field open. Does it even surprise you at this point that that's exactly where he hits the ball? Yeah, right. He probably looked to where the, the one place they weren't, and he's just like, I'm just going to hit it there. That's just who he is. It's an incredible bat-to-ball skill. Um, I, nothing like I've ever seen in my playing days or coaching days. And um, just when you think he's hitting a little funk, it's just like, nope, a couple – doubles couple more doubles um triple it's just uh man when he goes we go and um obviously just huge hit right there for us we needed that you you hear those guys in there um celebrating taking a deep breath you know that's that's not easy that streak that's that's not easy to go through um a couple tough uh losses where we had some leads and blew some leads and there's that's easy one again to just tank and just like you know Say so here we go again, but you know credit to those guys. Brazabon, huge inning to get out of that, um, to give us a chance, and um, and here we are. Yeah. Luzardo, just what made him so dominant today? His forcing fastball was electric. Um, just gave him trouble inside part of the plate. Slider was real. I thought he threw his changeup um, in, in some of the better spots, um, keeping those guys off balance, but. That 14 fastball was so good. Um, it just makes everything else so much better. And, um, yeah, he's, uh, you know, went to the mound and, you know, back and forth conversation on what was going to happen. But um, but you could tell that he wanted that, and um, and I'm glad he, he did it. So what was the discussion like? Or was it almost you wanted to see what he would say to you or show you that he was ready for that moment? Yeah, I think some guys, um, sometimes you, you see the, the look or, you know, they're kind of handing you the ball already and you kind of make your decision. They make it for you. Um, Sandy's definitely not like that. 
um, and and Zeus, uh, you could tell that he was staying on the mound, wanted it. That was his moment. Um, but you got to make that moment, right? He I mean, has a big strikeout, and uh, you know that guy even bigger because the guy got him the at bat before, um, and so for him to do that, that was a, a pretty special moment for him in his career. Are you seeing him seeing him evolve in that in that type of situation versus what you saw from him beforehand, or has he always been like that with you? The, I want the I want that that. Box I think he has. Uh, you know, we've talked about it before. Like I, I know if you're just giving me the ball, um, so I think he's he's talked about that before, and. Um, I, but I think, you know, it's not like he hasn't wanted the moment. I think he's just used to it. Um, but I think, you know, right there, it was it, there wasn't really a decision for him or he wasn't second-guessing it. Like, he wanted it, and you could feel it. Um, it's still not the easiest decision, you know, because he's, his pitch count is higher, and um, he's coming up on, you know, he was already over 100 pitches. So that's that's not easy, but um, but you could tell that, you know, he was just, it was his game, and, um, and uh, you know, Glad you came through. Back to Rise, you said it, uh, where you guys go, where he goes. Just as you guys try to build off this and try to get back to where you were before, just the importance of him at that leadoff spot as that table setter to help get the offense continuing to churn as you guys get down Yeah, the I mean, the last couple of games is more who we are. Um, you know, I think that, you know, we had some timely hitting and um, timely hits and um, good starting pitching. And, yeah, I mean, our, our, the pen has given up a couple of late inning uh, runs, but, you know, that was going to happen eventually. They were so good in the first half, and, um, you know, there's hitters go through slumps. Bullpens can go through slumps. Uh, you know, they went through a little funk, and I, hopefully they get through it uh, after this off day and um, back to where we're at. But he's he's been our catalyst the whole year, um, you know, running the bases the right way. Um, working the right way yesterday day game after night game he's taking ground balls um, he didn't feel 100% coming in today um, and feels great today um, or, and still posted which says a lot you know and so I mean it's just um, nothing physical just so you know yeah nothing uh, but it was just um, uh, again just with the one of the leaders if not the leader in the clubhouse and um, just really great to see him get his first walk off what did you see from AJ in, in that inning, and then how big was Brazo to pick up from there, and then the next inning? Yeah, AJ just making feels like one bad pitch and outing. You know, it's, everything else looks crisp and um, the top of the zone still has his velo. Slider is real. I mean, he looked, he made um, you know a couple of hitters look bad on the same slider that he gave up. So I think it's just one bad pitch, and it's just costing him, um, you know, those leads uh, late in the game, and uh, which you know. There's nobody more frustrated than AJ, right? I mean, that's that's just the reality. Um, you know, we still have confidence in him and late in the games, and um, so he just got to, you know, he'll 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 be okay. Just this feels just like that one pitch. Um, so we have to hopefully get his confidence back because we need him. Fortes is his all-around game, catching the pitchers, uh, getting two hits and the walk to set up for Luis, especially after he's been struggling at the play, at least results-wise, to see him have the game he had today. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, was Zeus back there, or with the um, was Zeus throwing those hard 87-mile-an-hour sliders? And um, I mean, he was bouncing all over the place, protecting the ball. And you have such, as a pitcher, you have so much confidence when you have a guy like that behind the plate blocking everything that you can throw anything at any given time, especially in two strikes or the guy on third base. And he's been doing an excellent job the whole year. Um, 
yeah, I mean, gosh, we love when he hits, obviously. So, and he can run the bases. He's a he's a very athletic catcher. So, um, him and Zeus, you know, being on the same page, you know, really all year long is uh, definitely a bright spot today. So, what are you going to put in that notebook tonight? And you're going to sleep better. I you probably have the last. Yeah, I'll sleep better. That's about it. Yeah, that's all I give you. Oh, uh, you guys that weren't really feeling all the Cooper scratch before the game, we ended up being able to play after Uriel was, was really, do you know what's going on with him? or is just Yeah, it was just like a scratchy throw. They just, you know, they didn't feel great walking in, but um, it's just, uh, they're fine. They just took some Tylenol or whatever, and they'll, they'll be okay. But, yeah, I think it hit Coop a little bit more than than, um, than Louis. And with the, the, the strikeout, try to get the guy at second base what was the did you get an explanation from him the yeah he said it didn't uh disrupt his throw the rule is not if you hit the batter or not the rule is if you if it dis- if you change your motion on the throw to me he did uh and he thought he uh made a good throw and you know saw it another way so I mean, that's okay i mean andy's a good umpire um he saw it a different way and we have disagreements every now and then Thanks, guys. All right. Jesus Lazardo was superb on Sunday afternoon. Pitched seven innings, gave up four hits, one run, career high, 13 punch outs. Let's hear what Jesus had to say after the game. Jesus, your team really needed you. You came up big, career high, 13 strikeouts. Does this one maybe mean a little bit more? Uh, yeah, but more in terms of like the team getting the win. Um, personally, I think it's it's nice to get you know 13 strikeouts. Uh, felt like really good out there, but um, I feel like I'm, we're just especially happy to kind of get that off our backs and finally get a win. A lot of emotion after that 13 strikeout. Just take us through that seventh inning. Yeah, I just felt like um, you know we just had a big inning. I wanted to come back and kind of shut it down. Uh, you know, not give up a run. Obviously, give up the lead. Um, I felt like we scratched and clawed to get those two runs. So. Um, it was important for me to get out of that inning, you know, clean inning, and then obviously Skip giving me the confidence to, to go back out there and uh, face someone who, you know, hit a home run earlier in the game. Um, I appreciate it, obviously, from him, but uh, it was it was amazing. What was that conversation like? <laughs> uh, he's, I mean, he just came out and asked me, you know, how do you feel? Are you good? You know, are you good for this? Um, I think, you know, you got him. So I told him uh, we're good to go, and I feel good, and we're going to go get him, and that's it. How much did you want to face him, especially after he got the home run the about before? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, uh, to be honest, I would have loved to face anyone. Not, you know, nothing against anyone personally. I just um, I just really wanted to get to that seventh inning. Uh, I know my pitch count was up, but just having, like I said, that confidence from Skip, uh, I feel like anyone who, who I would have faced, I would have loved to, to go and get. For the rise at that, were you still in the dugout? Or were you just in yeah. the emotions of it? No, we were in here, me, Tanner, Puck. Um, we were in here watching in the clubhouse, and I, I mean, we all uh, were extremely excited. You know, uh, first one in a while felt really good, but uh, just having him up at the plate with bases loaded one out, I feel like we were all pretty confident in his ability. Does anything surprise you at this point with what he does and moments he comes up in? No, I mean, um, just watching him the whole year and how he goes about his preparation, his work, and um, yeah, I feel like he comes up big for us constantly. So uh, every time he's up in a clutch spot, we, we have a good feeling. Last time out, you said your mechanics were a little out of sync. What adjustment did you make for them to click here today? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we just worked really hard, me and Mel and Nick, um, in the bullpen session and just day-to-day catch play, just making sure my body was back where it needed to be and um, just feel what I need to feel. And I feel like at this point, we all know um, what it looks like and I know what it feels like. So um, I was glad to get back on track. Excuse, what did it feel like in the dugout once you got back after finishing off the set? I mean, it was great. Um, you know, the energy was high. I felt like we were all really happy to get through that clean inning. I felt like the adrenaline adrenaline for me was through the roof. But um, like I said, I felt like we were just happy to get through that clean inning, have a shutdown inning, go back and have a chance to score some more. 
All right, we're off here on Monday. We head to Tampa for a quick two-game set with the Rays. First pitch is at 6.40 on Tuesday night, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 6.10. As always, we hope you can join us. Let's flip the M together, Miami. It's Marlins Radio Network, driven by Adonation.